so quickly the light bulb flicked on and I realized this is a business I can run from anywhere in the entire world. And I can actually have that freedom that I was boasting about. Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the freedom lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? Dana, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No, oh, thanks so much for having me, Sam. It's great to see you again. And this is actually round two of yes. us this. Let's just be honest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we had to completely redo the last one, but that's cool. It's going to be even better this time, right? Exactly. Yeah, we just kind of take life as it comes. <laughs> so when I was preparing for this interview for the second time, I was thinking back on when we met, and it was back actually in 2012, which seems wow. like such a long time ago. That does. That and does. back then, both of us were both guilty of this. We were on that corporate career track. Absolutely. So I'd love to start with kind of what were some of the roles you had early on in your career before we talk about, you know, finding the freedom lifestyle. Where I'm at today. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So it's really funny that we're sitting here today because this month is actually my one year anniversary of getting fired from corporate. So it's a little bit nostalgic that we can kind of talk about the whole transition today. Um, So really, I kind of did what almost everyone straight out of high school did. I went to school, I got my degree, and I was going to be in business. And I was going to have that corner office and be the CEO. And that's all my mindset was. I was going to work that nine to five and I was going to sit in that corner office and be the boss one day. So that's the only thing I knew. So I did it and I was so unhappy, but I did it successfully. So I, on pen and paper, I had what everyone wanted. What did you have? What kind of role were you in? Yeah, so I was in corporate sales for six years. Mm. So I worked for three different Fortune 500 companies and I have a fancy little resume and a degree somewhere in my closet. So, you know, I I did the sales position. I was very successful at it, but I was so unhappy and I felt so unfulfilled. I felt like I was making money for someone else. And the whole point of money, in my opinion, was to have freedom, to travel. But yet I was so tied down to this job that I didn't have time to do it all. Or when I did, I was exhausted. So I was almost becoming robotic. I'd wake up every morning, I'd down my coffee, I'd run out the door, usually late, get to the office, sit behind a computer, call after call after call after call after appointment for something I didn't feel resonated with me. I was selling something that I didn't truthfully believe in, but it was bringing home the paychecks. And they were nice paychecks. I love that you referred to financial freedom because Mm -hmm. you see it a lot in ads. That's definitely what people sell you on in this dream. So back then, how did you define success? Back then, I defined success in a very materialistic way. Success to me was the paycheck, the dollar sign, and owning a house, then owning a second house, then owning a nice car, then owning a nicer car. It was always a keeping up with the Joneses attitude. You know, I had to have something bigger, better, nicer, because that's what I thought would fulfill me, but it didn't. Each, each thing I got only made me want a little bit more. 
So I was almost searching for something, but not knowing where the answer was. All I knew is I wanted to feel free and I wanted to feel happy. And I was looking at all these people on Instagram and on social media and they had it. So I wasn't sure what I was missing because I did what, you know, parents would expect you to do right. I went to school, I did it, but yet I was missing something. And the fact that you said that parents, you did what parents thought were the right thing to do. Were your parents happy with you at the time? Like what kind of message were they sending to you as you grew up around success and how you should pursue your career? I think there's a big misunderstanding with the generations. Our generation is really looking for freedom. And I think our definition of freedom is very different to our parents' generation, their definition of freedom. To them, freedom meant retirement. You know, working that same nine to five because that's all they knew and that's what they were supposed to do. Many of them had one job and they just didn't understand what our definition of freedom was. So I think I was doing what they expected and what they expected would bring happiness and security. I think it was more the security aspect of, you know, our parents' generation. They wanted you to be secure so that you could retire happy. But our generation and me personally, I'm not thinking about retiring happy. I'm thinking about being happy right now. And that's the biggest difference to me. We have to go back to that comment around, it's Mm -hmm. been your one year since, did you say getting fired? I got fired. Shit. So here's the thing. I lived that perfect corporate life, right? And everyone's biggest fear in corporate is you have to work, work, work because you don't want to get fired. Well, guess what? My biggest fear became a reality July 1st, 2017. And it wasn't as scary as I thought. So I was pretty much at my breaking point. I had put, I'm big on vision boards and I'm big on manifesting and creating the lifestyle you want. I, you know, I have idols like Tim Ferriss, Gabrielle Bernstein, Tony Robbins, and they all talk about it. So I was really getting into this lifestyle, but yet I wasn't living it because I was trapped in this corporate world. So I put on my vision board, I was going to leave my corporate job. I didn't know how, and I didn't know when, but I was going to leave. The very next day, Sam, and I kid you not, I woke up to a call from HR telling me that I no longer had a position. So my biggest fear became a reality, but it also became the biggest opportunity of my life. So most people, you know, when you hear those words, you're fired, you no longer have a job. One should probably freak out because you don't know where the next paycheck's coming from. For me, I sat back and I felt the most free I had ever felt in my life. And this had been on the back of my mind for so long. I'd been creating all these side hustles and I was really starting to get the taste of what life could be like, but I was scared to take that leap. So instead I was kind of pushed into taking the leap and I thought it was now or never. And I did what so many people do when they think about this freedom lifestyle. I turned to Instagram, I turned to social media and I said, look at all these girls that are traveling the world and just making money, taking pictures and writing blogs. I'm going to do it too. And I'm going to be the next big thing. And I'm going to have 22,000 followers and I'm going to be a motivational speaker and I'm going to write a book about it. So I woke up the next day and I no longer, no longer had a job. I no longer had this corporate life, but I had the corporate mentality and that was the hardest adjustment to me. So I would get up and live this freedom lifestyle but I would still get up at 5.30 in the morning, rush to the gym, rush down to my home office, write a blog post every single day, check my Instagram followers. I was living tied down more than I had ever felt in my entire life because I was so focused on creating this idea of freedom that I wasn't actually being free. So I also realized very, very quickly that the freedom lifestyle doesn't always mean making money. And that was a reality check for me. 
So my platform that I chose was Instagram and blogging. And I thought that was the only way to do it. But I just wasn't understanding how people were doing this and making money. So I was missing a piece of the puzzle, but I kept searching for it and searching for it. But this is the, you know, the reality of Instagram. I looked like I was making money. I looked like I was living the life, but I was getting paid in free products. And I mean, free product is not paying my gas bill every month. <laughs> so you were kind of doing the influencer model where you'd be pitching brands and they would say, we think you're great. We can't pay you, but we can give you some free product. Exactly. And I mean, I loved all the free food. It was great. You know, I got <laughs> to try the samples of everything. I got to write blog posts on it. But at some point I was just getting fed up. I was seeing all these people that were living this freedom life and I was claiming it too. I also felt like I was dedicating so much into this that it was actually creating more anxiety and tying me down more than ever. So I was living the freedom life. I was broadcasting the freedom life. I was broadcasting health, but it wasn't truthful. So I think it was uncovering and debunking all the different trends that were out there that really brought me to where I am today. I love that we're talking about this because I think this is a really important topic with you know social media and what is actually reality mm -hmm. and so many people get triggered by social media where they compare themselves to other people so I feel like there's a moment of insight coming here of you realized a secret so let's yeah. keep going you're going through this discovery process you're like I'm not making money what did you do next in your research I got fed up I just got fed up of being fake and that's the truth you know what I was trying to be someone I wasn't I wasn't being true to who I was I'm a simple girl, I'm kind of quirky, I'm a little bit different, but yet I was trying to fit myself into this mold, this Instagram mold, because that's what I thought I had to do. So when I went through meningitis and I was suffering through depression, one of the things that was really, really critical to my well-being and you know, to my recovery was essential oils. It had been my, you know, it had been one of my crutches. It, the peppermint oils would help me get you know, some of my memory back. It helped me, the lavender helped reduce my anxiety. So these are the things that I knew on a daily basis, yet I didn't know the missing link between the Instagram model that I was trying to become and this health guru was literally sitting on my bedside table. You were already using these products that you're now advocating for, which is, which is yes. the brand. So I am an owner of a doTERRA franchise, which is the most beautiful thing to say to me because I've been living it and I live it on a daily basis, but now I get to live it and now I get financial freedom because of something um, that's very true to who I am. And the funny thing is, once I started really uncovering the way that people are successful on social media, it almost became dirty to me. And I used the word dirty because I felt deceived in the same way that I'd been deceived by what was healthy to me and what ended me up in a hospital bed. I found out after, you know, I was part of these blog rings and I was living the life, I was invited to these parties, but I wasn't making a paycheck. And yet so many others were in the same boat as me, living with their parents, unable to pay their bills, but yet had 22,000 followers. So what was going on? And then I looked at some of them that were actually successful. Some of them that were making money. And guess what? They had, you know, 5,000 followers, maybe. So what was different about the 22,000 versus the 5,000? I found that the secret to a lot of these people truthfully living the freedom lifestyle, not broadcasting the freedom lifestyle, actually living it was multi-level marketing. And to me, when I found that out, I said, ew, get me away. Because I was in sales for six years 
And to me, multi-level marketing was kind of a faux pas. It was that dirty business, the push it on social media, recruit as many as possible and make a quick dollar. I didn't realize that it was actually the key to my freedom and something I had been using for five years. So that's when I kind of started uncovering more about what multi-level marketing really was. So I was approached to own a doTERRA franchise and right away I was like, nope, I'm not into recruiting my friends and family, no thank you. The girl that approached me said, Dana, you've been doing it for years. You've been sending people to me and I've just been making money off of you. Why don't you just try to make money for yourself? And I said, I'm just not into like the Facebook posts and you know, I'd rather do my own thing as a health coach. And she said, okay, cool. What's your paycheck look like? Well, there wasn't one. I was on EI. So there literally was zero income coming in. I was living off my savings in EI. So she said, why not give it a shot? You risked everything. Why not take a chance? It's now or never. And I said, I just feel dirty. Like I just feel dirty about multi-level marketing. So this is when it was positioned to me a little bit differently. I wasn't this pusher. I was living a lifestyle. And the funny thing is, so many others were living the lifestyle too. They were just building it into their platforms. So they were less pushy and basically associating themselves with that product. Because that is what I see a lot. Mm -hmm. And I agree, there is such a stigma around multi-level marketing. This is why I was so excited for us to create this episode. Because I think when you actually look into the model, how it actually works... It makes a ton of sense. I think you compared it to almost like owning a a Tim Hortons franchise, right? So can you tell us a little bit about how the business model works, assuming that some people listening might not know? Absolutely. So I think more than anything, it has to be something that's truthful to you because there's so many different multi-level marketing um, companies out there. So really it's about aligning yourself with the right brand, something that you can live and then you don't have to sell. When you're living it, you don't sell anything, but also doing your research and understanding the models behind it. So like we were talking about, I say it's like owning a franchise. When you own a Tim Hortons franchise, you pay $18,000 a month in franchise fees plus overhead costs. For my doTERRA franchise, I pay maybe $100 a month and that is my franchise fee. From that, it's the same as Tim's. It's up to you to determine your success. So I gift you a Tim's franchise. You pay your monthly fees. I give you all the marketing. I give you all the recipes for success but it's up to you to show up for work every day. And if you don't show up, your doors close and your location shuts down. Same with doTERRA. I give you all the tools you need to be successful. All you have to do is a little bit of work on your own. You know, watch some videos, learn a little bit, host a workshop or two, have fun. It really is have fun and share something that's authentic and true to you. And then, you know, it it flourishes in the same way any other franchise would. So if it's that simple, why do you think so many people find it dirty, like you said? It's the stigma. And I think there's so many stigmas associated with so many things in our lives. You know, even referencing back the mental illness and the um, depression that I went through. There's stigmas. And I think people are so scared to talk about it because we do see the select few that join something that's not authentic to them and that push it on social media. And I think that's the only people that shine is the ones that we want to stay away from. Yet there's all these others in the background that are really doing well and really being true to it that are building a brand and integrating it into their lives without pushing it on others. And here's the thing, Sam. Once I started really looking into it, there is so much money to be made in multi-level marketing. And I think a lot of people dangle that money carrot. So people think it's a quick paycheck. 
You know what? It is a very lucrative business, but it's not something you just wake up and make fast cash for. You have to work like any other business. You know, if you're in the NHL, you spend years and years training to go pro. So why do you think when you open a franchise that you could do it without any background knowledge of the business? You have to put some time in. I'm not saying it's hard work, but there has to be work in. So here's me sitting there making absolutely no money as a health coach, but yeah, pushing it and checking my social media every day and, you know, commenting back to everyone, liking this, checking how many followers I'm at. I was pretending, yet others were living and making money from it. So I started talking to a couple of the girls that I aligned myself with from a business perspective. They live in London, Ontario. They live very humble lives. They're family girls. They don't have a huge following. Actually, they didn't even have blogs or websites when I started aligning with them. But yet they were making $32,000 US a month. And the other one was making $126,000 US a month. And their names weren't in shining lights anywhere. In multi-level marketing, you have a community and it's a very empowering community of like minds. It's a lot of people that are entrepreneurs that care about their health and that care about bettering society. And it's something that's so real that everyone's there to support each other. You're not competing against each other. I think that part is so interesting that you're not competing against each other because I would feel that you know, this, you're on my turf, you right. know, yeah. I live downtown Toronto. I'm doing the workshops here. This is my crew. Now you're on the, you know, the new kid on the block and you're kind of cutting into my market. So why isn't it like that when it seems to an outsider that that's how it would be? Because it's really about empowerment. And I think the biggest thing in the community that I am part of and part of the doTERRA franchise that I have aligned with, which is the whole fit team is all about there's room for everyone. There is room for everyone to grow. And my mantra has now become grow with grace. Let's become united. Let's grow together. Let's take our knowledge and really, really make something powerful instead of using our ego and bashing one another down and thinking we know it all. I think another stigma is around women talking about money. So I love that you like put some hard numbers in there about some people on your team and how much money people can actually make on this. In terms of your journey, how quickly were you able to start making money from it? And do you remember what it was like getting your first like sale? And can you talk about how you started? By accident, really. I was, so my girlfriend that brought me into this business was, you know, asking me to join the business, asking me to join the business. I said, no, no, no. She said, okay, why don't you just get your oils for free? And I was like, ooh, I love free stuff. I mean, I was getting free stuff shipped to me every month anyway. So sure, let's do it. So I, my goal was to get my oils for free. Get what I was using at no expense. I mean, I was on EI, I didn't have the extra expense. Within the first month, Sam, I was making $500. Within two months, I was making $1,500 US. And what I was doing was very real. I was sharing with people 10 simple oils to replace your entire medicine cabinet, because that's what I did. I stopped becoming the poster girl for Pepto-Bismol and instead became the poster girl for peppermint oil. And that was the transition of my life. So I was just becoming real and authentic with it and it was working. But once I started seeing the paychecks, that's when the little business girl inside of me said, oh, you know what? Maybe if we get a little bit more strategic, we can really elevate this and we can elevate it really quickly. Maybe I don't have to be tied down to the city I'm in. Maybe I could pick this up and work wherever I want. And that's what it became. So quickly the light bulb flicked on And I realized this is a business I can run from anywhere in the entire world. 
and I can actually have that freedom that I was boasting about. I can get on a plane to Guatemala, which this is a true story, get on a plane to Guatemala, crack open my peppermint oil, and host a workshop with the flight attendants. And that's how simple it really was. So I saw the cash flow pretty quickly to answer your question. Um, in saying that, not everyone does. I really want to stress the point that this is not a fast cash scam. It's a lifestyle and it's a business. And it is important to have the mindset like any other franchise in order to have that real true success. For me, it became very quickly. Now I can say it has given me a lot of financial freedom and it is what is actually purchasing my ticket to Australia. When are you going? I just booked this morning. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. <laughs> so, you. On your one year mark too. I know. I, I was sitting at the computer and I said, let's just do this. Why not? It was a great deal. YYZ deals. If you're not on it, look at it every day. I am going October 1st until I think December 15th. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be so exciting. And you're going to bring your doTERRA MLM business on the road. Everywhere I go. And it's not even, to me, it's not even like I'm working. What are some other companies that offer MLM products that someone who maybe they're not into oils or maybe they're not as holistic as you, is there like a directory or how does someone even like get started? So there's many out there. I'm sure anyone can find them. Do your research. Make sure it's something that has science backed behind it. Make sure that you partner with a team that is successful. Not a team that's getting free products, a team that's getting successful. And make sure it's something you believe in. Since pursuing the Freedom Lifestyle, I've talked to a few other people mm -hmm. that are representing different products. I know Arbonne is another big one. And the more I learn about it, the more it makes sense to me. And the more I am almost you know, bashful about myself from judging it so harshly in the past too. So thanks for sharing all of that with us. No problem. Honestly, it's something I think we need to talk about more. And like you said, even about females exposing their income, we hide so much out of shame and fear. But if we're more truthful, there's more honesty and we can actually get the full picture instead of comparing to what we think the picture is in a little four by four screenshot on Instagram. Totally. Do you consider yourself unemployable now? Could you go back to a job or do you see yourself doing MLM work for life, I guess? God, I am the most unemployable person in the world. Do not hire me. I cannot work for someone else. I have to be my own CEO. You know, having clocking in, having someone tell me when I could take my lunch, request my vacation, I just can't do it. I wasn't, I got fired. I wasn't a great employee back then either. Um, so yes, this is something that I live, I breathe. I will be doing it for the rest of my life and I will be, you know, living this freedom lifestyle forever. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Dana. This has been lovely. Yes. Round two, I think we crushed it. You know what? It's funny. They always say the sequel isn't as bad as the original. This one, I think, trumps it. So. <laughs> and you'll just have to take our word for it. Yes, yes, trust us. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, Sam. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's it for episode 20. Only one more left in this season. And next week, I'm actually going to flip the script and I'm going to get interviewed, which I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm feeling all the things, but I think it's overdue. I'm ready to share my story with the Freedom Lifestyle, how I did it, why I did it, and kind of what that experience has been like for me. So come back here Thursday next week. It'll be the final episode of season two. If you're digging what I'm putting out, I would love a review in iTunes. I'm trying so hard to get to 100 reviews and I'm like 10 short. So hoping to do it by the end of the season, which means I have a week. Thank you so much for listening. It means everything to me.